after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk commercials. We're going to talk about the good ones, we're going to talk about the bad ones, and we're going to talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Wow, so happy for you, smiley face emoji. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. I am pretty amped up about today's show. I know. For some personal reasons. I have some surprises <laughs> for you. You suggested last week that I go in a slightly different direction with the ill-named and somewhat new segment that we're calling Andy's Corner. Yeah, I just thought, you know, you you immediately defaulted to Andy Griffith, and there's a lot of, you know, Andys out there yeah, with so corners. We're going a different direction. Sharp with edges and with Andy's pointy corners. Corner today that I, I'm just really, really excited to play something for you. Um, so that's a revamped segment. Uh, and also... There's a tiny bit of a quiz element to it today, but really you're bringing the big quiz guns, right? That's right. I put together a quiz. It is called, can I tell you the name of it? Please. It is Fall Show or Faux Show. You will be getting descriptions of the new some of the new fall lineup shows from network television. I love fall. I love new I love new shows. Mm -hmm. I love the new fall lineup. Very excited. Um, it struck me the other day that when I was explaining the premise of a, some show that I'm some new show that I'm watching to you that you like never heard of it that you just don't know. Stumptown. I think it was Stumptown. But I'm watching a couple of new shows and I, I realized like you just have no idea. I could tell you anything as a new show. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell All you right. anything as a new show and you have to guess if it's real or fake. Okay. Fall show or faux show? Fall show or faux show. Um, and also coming up today, uh, we got an amazingly informative email from a Hollywood costume designer about um, her first big national commercial campaign that she's working on, which was fascinating. But then I had some follow-up questions for her. So I emailed her and I said, hey, we're going to be recording in a couple of hours. Can you get back with me on this? And she did get back with me on that. And so I'm uh, excited to share that with you uh, and uh, share with you what I learned from our new friend. Um, but I think we should probably start with your quiz, right? Yeah, let's do Fall it. show or faux show? There was 57 channels and nothing on Fifty-seven channels and nothing on. Fifty-seven channels and nothing on. I wonder what that song's about. All right. <laughs> what do we? And you. So I just want to point something out. You are running all the audio today with your new laptop. You have my bell. You've confiscated my bell. I've noticed. <laughs> so, all right, Quizmaster, what you got for me? Okay. Um. So I'm going to read you a description of the show. And I've tried to sort of make them... I got them from different places. I've tried to make them sort of uniform in style. So they are... Some of them are things I sort of like rewrote to make them consistent. But some of these describe real shows that are really on... I'm going to tell you the name of the show, the network it's on, and a description. And then you have to tell me, yes, that's a real new show. And none of these are old shows returning. You have to tell me, yes, it's a new fall show, or no, Mm. that's a faux show. Mm -hmm. Is one of them about... A gang of chums who all hang out at the same Boston bar. <laughs> Someone should reboot Cheers. Yeah. Who would you reboot Cheers with? Um, I'd get George Went. <laughs> he is he the only? Would he be the only one to reprise a role? Well, um, uh, who's, Grammar who's, Kelsey Grammer. He's way too good. For, he's, he would never do it. 
who who would be who's our Ted Danson of today? Besides Ted Danson, yeah, because we have Ted Danson. We still got a Ted Danson. Um, I'm really bad at celebrity games. I I know that I'm the one who walked us into that corner, but like, so (laughs) Ted Danson was who painted us into that corner. Yeah, uh, into Andy's corner, as it were. Um, It would have to be like kind of a hunky guy, right? But like, the landscape has changed so much because the hunky guys are probably like I don't know some reality TV show dude that I've never heard of, right? Yeah, it's not like I mean. It is. It would have to be someone who was sort of not. Well, I mean, I guess you could get a. Oh my gosh, I would totally actually. Now that I think about it, watch Cheers starring Scott Disick. Now that I say that, I don't out know loud, who Scott Disick is. He became famous for being the partner and and co-parent with one of the Kardashians. I think Courtney. Oh, okay. And now he's trying to like parlay his Kardashian fame into his own series, various reality mm. series. They're. Mm. Is well, he a professor or what's his? Yeah, job he's, when he's a not he's a... a professor of women's studies. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. No, he's a sort of like quasi handsome fame whore. Okay, as you would expect. All right, that's not. All right, that's neither here nor there. I'm going to describe the show for you. You're going to say fall or foe, and then I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to play a clip that'll answer answer the question. Okay. This is filthy rich on Fox. When the patriarch of a mega-rich Southern family famed for creating a wildly successful Christian television network dies in a plane crash, his wife, Kim Cattrall, and family are stunned to learn that he has fathered three illegitimate children, all of whom are written into his will. And what's the name of it again? Filthy Rich. I'm going to say that is faux. That is a fake show. That's a faux show. Well, let's go to the tape. Well, if you have tape, that must mean I'm wrong. You'd only have tape. I have tape for them all. You do? Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe just how far the Sunshine Network has come? I guess I was wrong. This is Gerald McRaney as the philandering patriarch. They're like they run a mega church. So I'm wrong. You're wrong. Monroe. Kim Cattrall comes into the scene on a, riding a platform that falls from this, that like drops from the sky in their mega church with giant angel wings behind her. Well, the reason why I thought that it was um, fake is because I thought it'd be very coincidental that we have two brand new shows about mega churches. Isn't there another show that's buzzy that has um, the guy from Eastbound and Down? Yeah, there's the church? one with John Goodman. It's called the Gems, the Precious Gemstones, yeah, or something right, like that. Okay. Uh, with uh, Adam Devine, John Goodman, and Danny McBride. Hmm. Um, no, this Filthy Rich is, is uh, it's a new show on Fox. All right. Okay, so I got, there's eight of these things, right? There's eight of them. All right, yeah. I'll keep score. I got one right so far. Nope, that is incorrect. All right, I got one wrong so far. All right. Nancy Drew on the CW Network. In this dark, sexy version of the Teen Sleuth books, Nancy Drew investigates mysteries in her small town following her mother's untimely death. I'm going to say that's a faux show that's fake. Making her sexy is going to fly in the face of um, a lot of mores. Oh, how little you know about the CW network. Oh, no. Really? Hey, guys. I tend to do these sorts of things by myself. Admit it, Drew. We're helpful. I'm looking at... Introducing the new Drew crew. Con, city girl, and... Why does he say your name like that? She used to complicate my job. You mean do it for you? Can we go now? You're still... 
So what happened there? Oh, I thought we were done. Oh, okay. did you want to keep listening to oh, this? I didn't know. Uh, these all these trailers okay. are like two minutes, I so I didn't think we want to listen to the okay, whole cool. thing. Okay, cool. Okay, I'll bring it out here. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I've got. I guess I'll just like make a motion. When okay, you should, like, bring gotcha. it down. I got uh, two right so far. Nope, okay. you are so so far. Oh, for two. Okay. All right. Okay. You're gonna get one of these. I, I feel I feel real good about the next. It's gonna. One. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be six and two. You're gonna be six and two. That's your plan. Mm-hmm. You think you can get the rest of them right? Yep. Prodigal son on Fox. The son of a serial killer works with law enforcement to try to catch a copycat murderer. The son of a of a serial killer. I'm gonna say that is a real show. I want you to remember something. This is the serial killer okay. father when he's talking to his little boy. Love you because we're the same. It's like a twist on Dexter. The serial yes. killer known as the surgeon may finally be behind bars. The NYPD the is surgeon. Dr. Yeah, he's a doctor, so he kills all of his victims in like super gross doctor ways. And then his little boy grows up, and somebody's copying his dad's murders, and he has to go catch them. Yo, what are you doing here? I need a profiler. You know the Sorry, FBI Blue Diamond Phillips. Oh. Maybe let's not mention that your dad's a serial killer. My lips are sealed. So far, out of any of these, which is the one that you would watch most? Um, Mega Church. I would no. I would watch Prodigal Son. I love really? I love crappy procedurals. Um, I'd rather watch Mega Church called again. Uh, Filthy Rich. I'd probably watch. That I one. know. I love me some Gerald McRaney too. Yeah, and also you said it's got um, yeah, Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall in there. Do you know some of my favorite Kim Cattrall work? By the way, I do. Are you familiar with? <laughs> I'm it? very familiar. As I'm fumbling around, give a little if, play there. Seeing if I can find this in time. I read poetry and sonnets, and he plays the upright bass. She divorced that dude. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure they got divorced. Well, he bit all the he-dogs and winked at all the she-dogs. The town never knew such a hullabaloo as that little dog raised till the end of that day. We just have a good rhythm together. You know? <laughs> he sort of feels me out. I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. It never gets old. It's funnier it every time I hear it. It never gets old. Oh, and that, I love it. That was from like some like news piece about her, some like profile years and years before Sex in the City, right? Am I right about that? I don't remember the timing. Yeah. I mean, she has been famous for a long time. She was famous before um, Sex in the City. She's too young to have shown up in Murder, She Wrote, right? Or Columbo. That's where a lot of famous people, you're like, what? You were in that? She could easily. I mean, you know, when did As Mannequin come person, out? I mean, she would have yeah. been a young woman. Yeah. Um, all right, so you're you're one for two. You're I one for one three. One for three. I got one right and two wrong. All right. This next one is called Carol's Second Act on CBS. Patricia Heaton stars as Carol, a wife and teacher who decides to become a doctor in middle age after her husband surprises her with a divorce. That is definitely a real show. Patricia Heaton stars in Carol's Second Act, CBS this fall. Internal medicine? I hope I'm not late. Nope, still waiting on the chief resident. You're lucky. Rumor has it she's a real ball buster. Hello, everyone. You must be the internal medicine residents. Yes, ma'am. I'm Carol Kenny, and I waited a long time for this day. <laughs> to be chief resident? Me? No, 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 no. I'm an intern, just like you. But Listen to that laugh track. Older, yes, I know. 
So why med school? My marriage fell apart. My husband went off to find himself, and now he's sleeping on his sister's futon, and I'm a doctor, so life is good. That's the fakest-sounding laugh track I've ever heard. It started with a laugh track before I knew there was one, and oh. it came in when she didn't say anything funny. It was this, just a bridge. All I can describe this as is it's the Patricia Heatoniest. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is so it it oozes Patricia Heaton. If you like Patricia Heaton's special blend of conservative magic, this show is for you. If like me, you find it cloying and tiresome, you might want to give it a miss. I um I realize in giving this quiz you have a tell. I'm gonna get the rest of these right. Right now I'm two right, two wrong. There's four so far, four to go. I'm will you tell me my table. tell afterwards? I will, okay. absolutely. All right, um, so what's next? All right. Sure, Jan, on ABC. Jan Brady is all grown up, but sometimes she still finds it hard to get out of the shadow of her many successful siblings, especially her seemingly perfect sister, Marsha. So it's a reboot of the Brady Bunch. Now I'm... Now I'm doubting my t- my tell theory. Oh, I thought I had a tell. I'm oh, my say, famous tell. All right, I'm going to go with the tell because if I'm... Because if I'm right about that, then I, I'll rub that mocking in your face later. I'm going to say that's a real show. Is that a real show or a fake show? I'm saying it's a real show. Damn it! That is a show I made up, but I think it would be a. I think it'd be a winner. I thought it, it sounds like a completely fake show. I thought what your tell was when you told me that you have sound for all of these things. I was like, oh, you just made them all real shows so that you could play sound for all of them. I didn't know that you had a sad horns ready. To oh, go. you didn't know. That was the tell you that I thought you know. had. So that you don't have a tell. I don't have a tell. And That's I also right. like that I went against all of my better judgment in saying that was a real show. If there was any kind of a Brady Bunch reboot, I would have heard. Even I would have heard about it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a good idea though, mm. sure, Jan? Sure, Jan's a good name for it. Sure, Jan. Um, All right. Sleepwalker on CBS. James Vanderbeek stars as a once brilliant detective who has been struggling with insomnia since the disappearance of his wife and son. But when he sleepwalks into the middle of a crime scene, he may get a chance to turn over a new leaf. Oh, everything up until sleepwalking into a crime scene. I'm going to say this is fake. Indeed. That is not. Real. I I thought it sounded very real until he it, it, a combination of insomnia and then sleepwalking that seemed like you gilded the lily on that too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be a hilarious. I feel like that would be a show that they would that would be on another show about mm-hmm. like a stupid yeah, detective. Yeah, show. but but like I can't sleep. But then I finally fell asleep, and then I found you know what I mean. It's I do think sl- insomnia and sleepwalking often really? coexist. I mean, I they're sort know. of oh, like products of each other. But oh, okay. but I agree uh, that is not real. I did make okay. it up. So what are what are you at now? So I'm going to give myself a point for that. So I've got three out of six You're so far. Three and three. The problem is uh, I've never had the lead yet. Ah. I've been tied before, but I've have not had the lead yet, which doesn't bode well for these last four. Uh, there's only two. You didn't say it was a fucking math quiz. <laughs> yeah, I was told there'd be no math. Um, all right. Almost Family on Fox. A fertility doctor's daughter discovers that she may have countless half-siblings after her surfaces that her dad used his own sperm to impregnate women. I'm going to say that's a real show. I've seems seen 2019. Very 2019. Into joy and hope and make families. A well-known fertility doctor used his own sperm to father countless children. I stacked the deck. How many? I never kept a formal record. Come here. For patients of the Beckley Clinic, the whole story of how they came to be could turn out to be a lie. 
Oh my God, this music. I know, right? Match for paternity with Leon Beckley. And I'm a 99.6%. So she gets like a a sort of like a burnout. She the, the the main character who seems like a real striver uh, gets a white sister who's a burnout and a black sister who I guess is black, which is probably the most the thing we're all supposed to know about her. <laughs> what is her personality? Yeah. Oh, exactly. she's black. Oh, okay. oh, she's black. Yeah. So, what what network is that again? That network is uh, Fox. Fox. It's okay. called Almost Family. All right. So that I've taken the lead for the first time during this game. All right, one more to go. Okay. Inmates in charge. I on, can't lose. I can only tie. All right. You can only tie. At worst, you can tie. Uh, inmates in charge on Fox. Fox adds to its Sunday lineup with an animated comedy set in a 19th century lunatic asylum where the doctors and staff might be even crazier than the patients. Mm-hmm. Featuring the voice talents of Helena Bonham Carter and Jude Law. Mm, no. Um, I'm going to say no. I feel like, I mean, it's Fox, but... I don't think they would set it in that era. In the 1800s? The 1800s seems, that seems too high-minded and complicated for a show like that. Also, I don't know if a major network's going to like be messing around with mental illness. If any of them did, I'd give it to Fox, but I'm going to say no, that's not a real show. Genevieve's giving me that look like she wants me to change my mind, (laughs) but I don't trust her. I think that's good. All right, so am I right or You're wrong? Right. Was, I am it right. It was a fake show that I made. You up. were trying to head fake me. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Sit down, please. Take your seats. Hey, that's really uh, that's really good. I, I really came came from behind there. Did, I was, yeah, I was really I was dragging the whole time. And then I just really I think I got the last did I get the last three correct ever since I realized my tell was wrong. Um, <laughs> when you just listen to your heart. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess without any further ado, it's time for the new exciting revamped. <laughs> Andy's Corner. And now, a few minutes with Andy. Old man, look at my life. <laughs> I consider myself to be an absolutely dead center, normal, average American. My opinion that a great many women have one thing in common. They spend too much time and money fooling around with their hair. I don't use foul language, and I don't like to hear anyone else use it either. It's a fancy bottle. I bet that bottle costs more than the water. When does a rainforest lose its virginity anyway? Old <laughs> man. That is amazing. How did you find all those quotes? That is my best work ever. I had to look up a bunch of Andy Rooney clips on YouTube because anything that you find on the CBS site is now behind the CBS paywall. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, you really think I'm going to sign up for CBS All Access so I can watch old clips of Andy Rooney? By the way, I didn't use anything from his commentary about how... Why don't I like any of the music that's out today? <laughs> Lady Gaga, what is that? <laughs> but Boy, you did specifically say that I should go in a more I Andy Rooney yes. uh, direction with my... That uh, is an amazing... With my that is an amazing... I think it's honestly the best production work I've ever done. Some of amazing life. production work, yeah. Uh, so we'll be hearing more of that. I guess the segment has to stick around now that I put all that work into that. So here is... Um, 
what's going on with this week's Andy's Corner. And a quick apology in advance. I know a lot of our listeners also listen to uh, TBTL. And this is a, a commercial that I discovered on TBTL with Luke. He was describing this to me. He said, you know that commercial for Golden Corral, their New York uh, strip steak commercial? Yeah. And I was like, no, I do not. Do you know this commercial? Yeah, I've heard it. With the little boy who he's leaning into his- I'm from New York. Exactly. I'm a little kid. Hey, forget about it. So let let me play this this tape for you. This is the actual commercial right here. We see a kid sitting around- It did make me think of, hey, stop remembering that. So this is a kid. Um, he's sitting around a Golden Corral restaurant table with his family. He's thinking most of this dialogue in his head. And then at the end, because he's advertising the New York strip steak, um, he decides to put on a New York accent and say, hey, I'm eating here. But if you'll notice in the commercial, this is a quick aside. One of the many things that drives me crazy about this is you can tell he he must not have been able to nail his lines where they were only able to do it as an overdub. So he turns to his mom and stares at her intently. <laughs> you know, I think I've only heard this on the radio. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because I've never seen this. It he look stares at her when he delivers the line that is supposed to be out loud. Hey, I'm eating here. And then everybody laughs as if he actually said the line. It's <laughs> really messed this. up. Really mm. Golden Corral's carved New York strip and jumbo butterfly shrimp. Make me feel like a real New York. Hey, I'm eating here. New York strip and butterfly You're right. shrimp. He, he doesn't, doesn't say, say it. the words. He it's just still, looks at her. Still in the, it's still an echo voice internal monologue. And, and his then mouth every, doesn't move at all. It is so he weird. He just tell it. He just communicates it telepathically to his mother. And then he gets a really small nosebleed. I think Stephen <laughs> King wrote this. I just want you to see that again and for the listeners to oh, hear what it. what a sad reason to use your Make telepathy. Like real New Yorker. Hey, you're meeting here. Yeah, he does, and right? The, but the mom reacts. It's yes. like a Garfield he and John situation. He also looks at her like very pointedly. Yes, he looks at her to deliver the line that, that he doesn't deliver. I think that the, like, the, the crypto meaning here is that this family has telepathy. <laughs> it is insane. Now, also, the other real galling thing about this look at that piece of meat on this plate Oof. that is shrimp that is in no universe new york strip no. steak they're calling it in the commercial they call it carved new york strip steak you don't carve a strip no, steak i mean you like can a, sort of like but a prime be small medallions this is so clearly down market prime rib yeah. genevieve Earlier today, I looked up Golden Corral Prime Rib. I saw pictures of this same meat in other campaigns. They're calling it strip steak. It is so not New York strip steak. I agree. A stri- I mean, we just had strip steak this week. It looks like a very it's, specific it's thing. It's a steak. It's this shaped is, like steak. This is. It, a, it looks like, you know what? If you have a strip steak, it will look like Kentucky. Oh, the, sh- the shape will look like yes. the, the state of Kentucky. Yes. Um, but also, that is amazing. Small sidebar. I'm no New York expert. I've been there a few times. I wouldn't call myself an aficionado. Mm-hmm. Is butterfly shrimp at the heart of the New York experience? I don't. I don't. I think he's reacting to the steak. But he holds up the shrimp. Play it again. No, that is true. So when he gives the line, he he waves the shrimp kind of in his mom's face as he telepathically tells her that he's eaten here. Butterfly shrimp make me feel like a real New Yorker. Hey, I'm eating here. <laughs> well, he doesn't wave it around. He just happens to be holding it while he thinks that thought. Yeah, I everybody, so. can I hear. still think tacking on butterfly shrimp to the you know authentic New York experience is suspect. Okay. All of that was just preamble, my friend. Um, what we're really going to do here is put you to the test here really quickly. Okay. I now have 
the Spanish language <laughs> version of this same ad. Okay. Luke and I discovered this on TBTL. I want you to guess what the Spanish translation, or at least their Spanish translation of, hey, I'm eating here is. Okay. What do you think it is? Do the translation. Tell us what you think it is, and then I'll play it for you. I don't have to tell you in Spanish. I, well, what do you just figure it out? What do you think? What do you think is a Spanish translation of, hey, I'm eating here? I know you don't speak Spanish, I, but I wouldn't pose this to you if I, I didn't think if it was within, within your realm. Um, uh, I, I forget the Spanish word for eat. I Como? believe it's comer. Comer. Yeah, yeah, so. Yo comer. Yo comer aquí. It's close. I'm going to play this for you now. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> not unlike. Not, not unlike the Kim Cattrall tape. That does not get old. No, that is so, amazing. Listeners, we're not spoofing you. This isn't some sort of yeah. Andy Rooney mashup. No, no. This the is translation really the Spanish translation. Is, forget about it. <laughs> well, the cool thing about it is he still is just thinking these thoughts, so they didn't have to read they didn't have to like redub anything or like reshoot it so that he can say Maybe it. Maybe that's Spanish. why he has to do it telepathically is so it can be multilingual. I wonder. I wonder. Although if most of it's happening in his head and it's just that one part that is actually diegetic, I think that that would be less weird than him just being a telepath in both commercials. Like if it didn't quite match up, it'd be such a it would be like literally one second of dialogue. I guess so. Anyway, all right, that was the new and improved Andy's Corner. That was great. Can we just can we go out with the Andy's Corner intro again? I sure. Really we can't hear it now, enough. A few minutes with Andy. Old man, look <laughs> at my life. I consider myself to be an absolutely dead center, normal, average American. My opinion that a great many women have one thing in common. They spend too much time and money fooling around with their hair. I don't use foul language, and I don't like to hear anyone else use it either. It's a fancy bottle. I bet that bottle costs more than the water. When does a rainforest lose its virginity anyway? <laughs> Old man, look at my life. 24 and there's so That much is amazing. More. That is really a gem. Thank you. Obviously, I'm very proud of myself yes, today. That's a real I, treasure. W- w- what can I say? Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Got a really good voicemail here from Allison, and I think that you're going to really dig this too, Viv. This is um, reacting to the segment that you put together last week, talking about the way uh, little girls are advertised to, especially when it comes to toys. And you were pretty shocked at the kind of the, the kind of toys that are out there. That what were those? Those speaking of old man yelling at clouds. Yeah, right. The There's one thing bit. I can say: it's that little girls are getting two bad messages from marketing. <laughs> they're, they're the boxy baby type toys, where yeah, the, 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 un- the dolls themselves. These girls, these these. Babies shop online. That's right. And they're, actually, the the dolls themselves do unboxings, I guess. Well, yeah. uh, listener Allison is very familiar with these toys. Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. I'm listening to your show, your recent show about um, all of these toys that are marketed to girls. And um, my daughter, I have a nine-year-old daughter who is obsessed with 
all of the toys that you're talking about, Boxy Girls, LOL Surprise. LOL Surprise is a big one. There's another one called OMG Surprise, which are like the big sisters of the LOL Surprise. Oh, God. Um, and OMG. It's, she, we don't have cable, so she doesn't see the commercials that you're putting on the show, but she watches a YouTube channel called Cookie Swirl C, and um, she does unboxings of all of these different toys, these and many, many others, um, and plays with the toys on her YouTube channel, and that is how my daughter has learned about them. Um, the interesting thing, I mean, me finding out, I finding out from your show that the boxy girls get all these boxes through online shopping, um, my daughter actually thinks that they own a moving company, and that's why they get all those boxes. So um, she didn't get the right message to the marketing, which I actually think is great, because yes. she thinks that the boxy girls own their own moving company, and they are, like, moving people's stuff for them. Um, but anyway, um, I wanted to just let you know that, like, this is a real thing, and the um, the surprise element of it, of not knowing what you're going to get, and then opening it and finding out what your surprise was is huge, um, and it's it's an obsession. So anyway, I just wanted to share with you that that this is like impacting real people's lives across <laughs> the country, including my own. God, I believe um, it. This is Allison. I'm in Woodbury, Minnesota, and um, thanks so much for your show. And hopefully, I will um, hear some more great stuff from you soon. Thanks. Bye. I don't often get wistful about the idea of not having kids right like, you know never wanted kids really of my own and and uh don't regret that decision but every now and then a story like that yeah when i think about the amount of pride you must have when you're talking to your kid and you say so wait what are what are they doing what's with the boxes and she looks up and you say well they own a moving company that is so great and you're just like yes yes, despite yes. Take that, marketers. That's Despite right. Despite your best efforts, my daughter sees them as people with agency and, you know, motivations other than online shopping. That's right. I love that so much. That Allison. is really Thank you sweet. For, for calling in. And I hope that no parents out there took my, uh, you know, unhinged rantings as a dig at any parent who gets these presents, gets no. these toys for their kids or who lets their kids you know, consume these messages in whatever way they consume it, whether it's YouTube or TV or whatever. Like, I'm here to tell you, like, I would, we don't have kids, but I, I'm sure that if we did, they would just be, they would be as exposed to this shit as I am because I love having the TV on. And even if you didn't have the TV on, there's yeah, just, it's just everywhere. You can't beat from, it. Yeah. I'm not mad at parents at all. I mean, parents are doing their best. I'm mad at the marketers. And, you know, I, I you know, some people say, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, you know, we don't watch TV in our house, but we have a little boy and he loves fire yeah. trucks and we have a little girl and she's always she loved loves ballerinas. Dallas. And, yeah. you know, maybe some of that is just kind of coincidental or the way things work out, but I don't think there's a genetic disposition. I just think that there are a million ways these messages are it's getting in the to water. kids. It's it, it, it like is. That, like all the microplastic that I read about today. Do you know that you eat a credit card worth of plastic a week? Oh, I eat way more than that. <laughs> I eat two credit cards a day. Well, they're not real credit cards, so they kind of send you in the mail when they want you to sign. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. Remember for the longest time, yeah. as kids, we were excited when your parents would get one of those solicitations for a new credit card, and they would have a fake, like a fake plastic one, yeah. credit card in there. And then the kid, uh, me as a kid, we'd collect them and play with them. Boy, what is that? How about that for, for like consumertainment for children? God, right? <laughs>
<laughs> I wish I had one of those, um, like a toy version of one of the knuckle busters, the old things that credit cards used to <clears throat> get read on. You pretend to be a cab who's like, I don't take credit cards. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, you do. All right, fine. All right, Here's fine. knuckle buster. Um, all right, so I mentioned at the top of the show, got a cool email from Elena who wrote in to say, hey, Genevieve and Andrew, I'm a costume designer based out of L.A. I'm sorry, she says based out of Los Angeles, which I re- respect. I don't like the fact that I just turned Los Angeles in the written page into L.A. Are you going to be like that documentary maker who like yeah. got all up in his own asshole about how L.A. <laughs> has a stupid nickname? Every time I hear L.A. or Los Angeles, I do think of him. The name of the uh, documentary you're talking about is a long two-parter. L.A. plays called, itself. Called, no, Los Angeles plays itself. Oh, of course. Plays itself. Right. You'd never call it L.A. plays itself. Um, it's basically like a – it's actually a kind of a almost a Mickey Rooney-esque um, like four hour diatribe by a professor and it's not even him voicing it by the way he just found some other old cranky sounding guy do you mean Auntie Rooney who did I say Mickey Rooney yes oh I say that I was a lot. really trying to catch up there for a minute <laughs> Mickey Rooney what's he what's his what are he, <laughs> what's what's he his, famous for ranting about deal. next week Andy's corner is going to be Mickey's corner <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm gonna, boy I'm going to have a bunch of clips from it came up on the midnight clear which was an obscure uh, Mickey Rooney movie that I believe was made for TV that I watched as a kid anyway I'm on too many tangents let's pull it back let's go back to Elena's email Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. I'm a costume designer based out of Los Angeles. Please don't call it L.A. It angers me and all of my friends. <laughs> it sickens been... <laughs> me. <laughs> it sickens me. I've been listening on and off since the beginning of your podcast. I'm not personally on screen in any commercials like some listeners, although there is a, quote, character counts educational video out there somewhere. Uh, I did it in high school, and I prefer that it never be revived from its grave. I did, however, design my first national campaign commercial this year, and I wanted to share it with you. And she's got a link in here. The um, I wonder, Vives, I, I feel like I've seen this on TV. It's the Plan B one-step ad campaign. Have you seen any of these? They're, they're uh, short commercials. I have certainly seen uh, commercials for Plan B. Um, here is, yeah, this so looks familiar. Here's one of these 15-seconders. It's um, women talking directly to the camera. Uh, it's always in black and white. There's a blank background behind them, and it sounds like this. When Plan A doesn't work out, I get Plan B one step. It helps prevent pregnancy by delaying ovulation, and it won't hurt my chances of getting pregnant in the future. You can get it right off the shelf. Overprepared? Maybe. Confident? Definitely. I've, I've got, got this. this. Now, um, I love that we're having to make birth control and reproductive freedom like so turnkey for women so that like no 80 year old like religio pharmacists uh, have to touch anything or do anything. Oh, is, is that the underlying thing here? I think it's somewhat of a subtext yes well as elena says uh as a side note um i'd be happy to consult with y'all via email if you have questions about the costume design process for some of this stuff i know genevieve will often use people's clothing as a main descriptor when she's audio narrating a visual heavy commercial and it's often overlooked just how paramount to the visual storytelling costumes are now vives in this uh, commercial we just saw, how would you describe these women's um, outfits? Again, it's a very... They're like pretty clearly like city, sophisticated city-dwelling women. Their clothes uh-huh. are like um, chic, but very simple, not flouncy or, or patterned, like very, you know, dark colors. It's in black and white, but it's like mm. shades of gray and dark and, you know, 
black and gray and stuff. Yeah, uh, I think you described it perfectly. And um, it's a very minimalist look on this. I asked Elena, I was like, well, can you tell, I wrote back to her, I'm like, what was the thought process behind this wardrobe in this commercial in particular? And she wrote back uh, in, in great detail. I find this really fascinating. She says, I could tell that the creative agency was going for a, quote, all-American vibe and sort of an everyman feel for the women on screen. So the challenge there is to differentiate and create archetypes like a rocker girl, a fashionista, a corporate type, a young mom, etc., out of one cohesive on-screen presence yeah like, that's really interesting right it has and, to mean, be both it has to fit together but differentiate the women exactly not unlike the andy rooney quote i picked before they were different but they all fit a theme right which elaine is, and i can basically work in the same field early onset dementia right uh she says this is a national campaign for a relatively hot button product so i needed to make sure it was quote-unquote safe costume-wise, to play to conservative pockets of the audience, and nothing was too racy or abrasive clothing-wise. This means modest pieces that don't show too much skin, jewelry that isn't too distracting, like earrings can't be too flashy, necklaces can't be bulky, and that all the, quote, looks get really toned down so that, this is really interesting, so that they're the mildest essence of whatever archetype we were trying to present. So the rocker woman yeah. was just wearing, she's just kind of wearing a leather jacket, but a very fashionable leather jacket. You wouldn't be like, oh, I saw you And it's not with lots of like, you know, buckles and no. epaulets and spikes or anything. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. So you, you, you create the archetypes, but then you tone it down. So it's just the, like the essence. It's like the LaCroix of these archetypes. Right, like a rocker walked by this woman once. <laughs> exactly. They wanted people to recognize themselves in the girls, but not be so specific that they're excluding all kinds of women. This is fascinating. Yeah. This is just one aspect of what we see. This is just the, the, the costume design. It's I so love this so much. Um, you have to go to fittings with volumes of clothes for a commercial because as you probably know, that is a whole fi- there's a whole firing line of executives who all have an opinion about clothes, especially when all of those executives are women who fancy themselves <laughs> fashionable folks. Oh my God, I bet they're exhausted. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Read, this was exhausting. I wonder what's more exhausting, women who are fashionable and trying to be helpful or men who are clueless Ugh. and just trying to like either... Uh, you know, live out some fantasy or impose some their own understanding of modesty or whatever. I think I would take the women. Um, I think fittings for this commercial took about six hours for the six girls, and we only ended up with one look per person. So that is six hours of these poor girls trying on outfit after outfit after outfit to have 12, legit 12 corporate ad agency and creative team and director and product makers tell them and me exactly what they think. It is brutal. Just brutal. But we got there. I've heard, too, for, from costume designers that people, like, especially uh, sometimes more famous stars. I don't know if these these are just seem like, you know, working actresses. They're not named act, name mm-hmm. actresses or anything. Um, but that sometimes, like, a costume designer will come to a set and the, the star will say, like, yeah, I'm a size two. And, like, no, you're not uh, a size two. And so they have, like, all the wrong sizes. I wonder oh, wow. if that's a problem that uh, Elena's run into. Elena also says, I knew it would be filmed in black and white and put on a white background. I'm usually a color designer first, leaning into color, but designing for black and white was super fun. So I went for clothing pieces that had interesting texture and saturated color values. We took most of our fitting pictures in black and white to see if they would show up as good uh, variation of gray tones on camera. No logos or brands can be visible. Text on shirts 
is discouraged because it distracts from watching the actor's face. Certain patterns like small plaids, checks, stripes, etc. don't work on older cameras, so they have to be discounted. The limitations are sometimes frustrating, but as a designer, it's fun to see what lines you can push and how you can work inside the box but still create something extraordinary. If you hadn't stolen my bell, I would ding it right now. Can you ding the bell? I really found that interesting, Elena. Yeah, I love it. Um, and what just what an interesting line of work to be in. And, and I, I think, yeah, like the constraints can sound like they can be frustrating, but that's what makes, you know, mm-hmm. that's what makes challenging work challenging and satisfying. So yeah. this is really cool. Thanks for sharing that. She also says, PPS, uh, every once in a while you mention a commercial that has someone I've worked with in it and I get really giddy. Of note, the Skittle face kid on the cover picture of your <laughs> Facebook Fox. group is someone I've worked with before. I was surprised that he was my age, early to mid-30s, and was just so foul mouth. I want to know what he's doing now. Yeah, no kidding. Because I always see that ad and I figure he must be. I mean, it's been on for a decade. Like he had, of course he's in his, he's an adult now. He's not a teenager anymore. But like, what became of him? He just became like a dirty mouthed. Just going around swearing all the time. And you know who would not put up with that? Andy Rooney. (laughs) (laughs) You can't sell. That was so great to learn about all the costumes. I love that. And That's about really how good. how uh, you can't get away from the boxy babies. But yeah. I'm going to pretend that they own a moving company and just move on with my life. I love that. Enjoy. By the way, Elena sent us a bunch of cool materials along with us. She sent us some scripts, like the actual working scripts they use for these. Um, also, she sent us some photos of the women in the um, in their in their final outfits. And she sent them to us in both black and white. So you can, these are just two that I have here of these, and these are different outfits. But um, it's really cool to see how she took these like kind of solid, bold colors and then how they translate into black and white it, images. Yeah, that's great. Well, yeah. they all look amazing. And, and you really, I think she nailed the the whiff of this, uh, mm-hmm. these ideas without like being too threatening or, yeah. or anything. Yeah, pretty so cool. Get some plan B, Red States. Yeah. Don't be afraid. All right. These, these ladies are nice. So, they, they once met a rocker. <laughs> um, let's see. I want to give out our voicemail number because uh, we got a great voicemail today and I want to hear more of them. 607-444-5597. 607-444-5597. You can email us at after these messages show at Gmail and you can join us on the Facebook group where we always have a lot of fun. Just look for After These Messages show on Facebook. Anything else? No, thank you for the Andy's Corner and for getting all these interesting emails together. Um, And congratulations on your big win. My big win? Oh, in the quiz today. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the Browns and you are just negging me because they did not win. No, it's not always about the Browns. It's not always about the Browns. Backyards, kittens, puppies, 401ks, babos, yuppies. Yeah, I'm talking about wine drinkers, bald head men, clucks playing swine thinkers.